One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're listening to AI Audible, the new narrated article podcast from the Anfield Index podcast channel. Liverpool FC, the journey, not the destination, by Carl Kopak. A few years ago, I made a promise to myself. I'd become increasingly more fascinated with Arsenal and their level of ambition. In the early part of this century, they were simply imperious with consecutive FA Cups, league titles and the greatest strikers in their history in Henri and Bergkamp. But as Roman Abramovich's petrodollars took hold and Chelsea replaced them at the summit of the English game, their desires lessened. In May 2005, as Liverpool prepared to head out to Istanbul, the Gunners defeated Man United on penalties in the FA Cup final. They were not to win another trophy for eight long seasons. There's a fervent Arsene Out campaign with their fan base, but it's unlikely, up until 5pm on the final day of the league campaign, that the board would take any rash steps. After all, Wenger puts them in the top four every single year and, as Louis Anderson says in Coming to America, that's where the big books come in. Arsenal's bored like that, even though the fans want a little more from what can be a genuinely entertaining side. So when the dream of a Liverpool League title evaporated for yet another season, I looked across over London, towards the Emirates, and told myself that no matter how poor Liverpool were, and how disappointing May was, I'd never celebrate being the fourth best side in the country. Never. First is first and second is nowhere. Never mind fourth. That all changed today, when Ginny Wijnaldum broke down the right in the 46th minute this afternoon and pulled his foot back. Then I saw his face. Now I'm a believer. When the big Dutchman belted it in at Brad Guzan's near post, I, like you, found myself 14 feet in the air as Liverpool looked odds-on to take the final Champions League spot. I forgot about my standards from that moment onwards. Yes, I'll take fourth place today. Just as well, really. The return of the Champions League is important, of course, but my overriding feeling was one of relief for the players and management team. Liverpool are good enough to be a Champions League side, and had things gone wrong today, I don't think I could have contemplated a hat-trick of lost finals. Well, they won this one, and though fourth place seems lowly to me at least, it's about right when compared to the other teams. Chelsea and Tottenham are streets ahead of the Reds at the moment, while City just have the edge on us. Arsenal and United are imploding slowly in terms of the league, 
though both could end up with trophies before the month is out. I say implode, but my friend Gary Farnan points out that both Arsenal and United increased their points total this season. Arsenal by four points, runners-up last season, let's not forget, and United by three. When that's taken into consideration, the level of progress under Jurgen Klopp has been phenomenal. It's the Germans' first full season in charge, and he's dragged us into Europe's elite competition at the first attempt. And this is great, of course, but it's equally heartening that he sees this simply as the next step in our development and regeneration, rather than the destination. Liverpool have not arrived yet. We're just on our way following numerous seasons of wandering around lost. Jurgen Klopp has turned the light on and pointed at the pathway. The real work starts in the coming weeks. Travelling Reds will be looking at leagues to see who we can get in the qualifier and planning elaborate trips across the continent. Come the group stages, we'll inhabit that rare world of wanting a big side, but also some minnows so we can safely reach the knockout stages for the interesting part of the competition. It's great to be back. Liverpool should be in Europe. Liverpool belong in Europe. As Roy Evans once observed, Liverpool without European football is like a banquet without wine. Well, we've made it. And what's more, we're capable of a run in both the league and European competitions, providing we buy well in the summer. I doubt we'll see any player we recognise in the League Cup next season. In fact, if you plan to attend an EFL Cup fixture, bring your boots. You never know. It's time for the summer and months of people telling you that they know things about transfers. There will no doubt be numerous articles on highlights of the year, etc. And I'll get to mine at some point. But while I've got you for a minute, I want to talk about Coutinho. When Ginny slapped in the opener, I wondered if he may be our player of the year, given that Mane's been out for months and Coutinho missed much of the winter. He'd certainly be a candidate if Felipe Coutinho was taken out of the runners and riders, but, well... Our number 10 wins it again, doesn't he? We all have our favourites, but it's safe to say that the Brazilian is the man who makes Liverpool tick, and three goals in our last two games underline his importance to the side. I think there are times when we take him for granted, or sniff, as we point out, when he's not quite on his game. But I wouldn't swap him for any other player in that position. The free kick was vital to the day, but his execution of it was almost arrogant. He can do that now. He's added consistency to his game now and he's finally scoring regularly. What's more, he's scoring doubles, such as the one at West Ham. But the final word should be about today's most likely departure, another Brazilian. I realise he's not for everyone, but I love footballers who play with a smile on their faces. Lucas Leva loves football. I'm not criticising players who don't grin all the time, but it's heartening to see a player who realises just how great it is just to be on that pitch in front of our fans and not be all cool and insouciant about it. Football is a laugh and no one enjoys himself more than him out there. He's had numerous final matches of course, but I think that may finally be it. He won't be easy to replace and I don't mean as a footballer, but as a man in the dressing room. He strikes me as a lad to whom any squad member can turn, mates with everyone, that sort of person. So that's the end of the season. 2016-17 has been unsuccessful in the strict sense of the word, as there is no silverware, but it's been a landmark in others. It's a step towards an ideal, a journey, and the next stage comes now. Enjoy the summer and angst-free weekends. Enjoy being in the Champions League. Enjoy yourselves. Liverpool are back. (laughs) 
I think it was actually Ginny Wijnaldum himself who said in the build-up in one of the many, many articles by many, many Liverpool players talking nonsense about how this was a cup final, as Carl sort of alluded to there. But it was Ginny Wijnaldum who said that this, were we to win it and get our fourth place and get our playoff, could be the start of something as opposed to, as Carl said, an end in itself. I think that's really the only way for us to look at this. There's been quite a lot of sniffy nonsense talk by fans of other clubs today about, as you might expect, uh, us having the audacity to celebrate the fact that we'd achieved something quite tangible in getting the fourth place and the opportunity of a playoff, which only gives the opportunity then of Champions League football. But that's something that is so well worth being pleased about and celebrating when you think about where the club has been and it's only just the flirtation that we had with the very very pinnacle of the league this season that I think colours anyone being anything other than incredibly chuffed with 76 points and a run of some of the best wins that you'll ever see in a league season again what tempers that of course is some of the losses and some of the less uh, edifying results that get spliced in there. But when you add it all up, when you look at the crippling injuries, I know every team has them, but maybe not to the same extent to the key personnel that we've had when you've got a squad as emergent and still quite thin as ours is. I think it's a tremendous achievement. I think Carl quite rightly acknowledges that in this piece. I had the audacity to write a piece about how there was progress under Jurgen Klopp, whether we get this or not. And of course, the usual crazies came out of the woodwork to talk about how that was nonsense talk. Unless we got fourth, we were nothing. Well, I have news for you. We wouldn't have been nothing without fourth place, but now that we have it, it's all the more enjoyable. And it gives a little sheen to what has been, as I said, I think as Carl acknowledges here, some tremendous progress under Jurgen Klopp. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the qualifier and I don't care who it is. I'm looking forward to both games and I hope we have enough to inch through into the group stages proper because we really have some ghosts to lay after that last season that we were in there under Brendan Rodgers, which was so hellish that we really need to put, as I said, some of those bad memories to bed and create some new ones. Thank you for listening to AI Audible. You can read this episode's article along with many others on AnfieldIndex.com. You can download our AI channel app on iOS and Android. And you can find all our AI Audible episodes on Twitter at AI Audible and on AnfieldIndex.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.